What is up, everybody, and welcome back to Telgate Talks, proudly powered by the nation. I'm your host, Brooks Barrett, and joining me today, filling the role of Dustin. Dustin is off vacationing in Chicago this week, and so joining me for episode 186 tonight is former Texas Tech Red Raider pitcher, Ryan Mosley. Joining the show, Texas Tech Regionals is in our rearview mirrors, so who better to break down some baseball with than a guy who's lived it, played for Tadlock, made uh, one regionals, made it to the College World Series. Uh, so we're going to recap uh, the regionals with Ryan. We're going to talk a little bit about his career uh, and have a good time doing that. So uh, appreciate Ryan joining us tonight. And to catch everything we're doing here on Tailgate Talks, you got to follow us. Follow the Tailgate at uh, on Apple and on Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a review. Uh, if you're a big fan of Ryan Mosley, leave us a review. We always appreciate those. Also follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. It's where we do most of our social media posting, but we also have Instagram and Facebook. Also give that YouTube channel a follow. We'll be posting the interview with Ryan uh, up there for you guys to listen to so follow that youtube channel subscribe to it and lastly if you have anything to add to the tailgate whether that's questions anything you want to discuss uh shop bet draft ideas anything email us at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com so with all of that said let's go ahead and get into this week's episode with ryan mosley we're gonna start this thing off right All right, well, when your co-host is off vacationing in Chicago and you have a Texas Tech regional to discuss, uh, you look to somebody who might have some experience pitching in a regional winning a regional, going to the College World Series. And so I turned to Lubbock native, uh, Cooper High Legend. Would you say you're a Cooper High Legend, uh, I'll take Ryan? it. I'll take it. I'll take it at least. <laughs> uh, but yes, that is Ryan Mosley joining me tonight. We're going to discuss uh, what happened to Texas Tech in the Gainesville Regional. Take a look back on his career. Maybe talk about Tadlock and some of the stuff that you might be seeing out there on Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, so Ryan, thanks for joining me tonight, man. How you doing? Great, man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Always excited to talk about some tech baseball and, uh, you know, love what you guys do with the pod and getting the word out there. So really excited to get on. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Excited to hear some of your expertise. Dive into the mind of a pitcher of somebody who's been in these situations. It's always intriguing to me to kind of think, you know, what's going on in your mind. And so uh, let's just go ahead, start off with the regional Texas Tech, unfortunately, uh, fails to make it out of the Gainesville Regional. We ended up as the runner-up. Um, but let's start with the good stuff, Ryan. Let's start with the good and the positive from this regional, which was you started it off with two wins. Uh, you took out the two-seed UConn in the regional opener, beating them three to two. And then you followed that up on Friday night with uh, – or that was Saturday night with a fantastic win Unreal. over the number two seed the Gainesville host, the Florida Gators, with a 5-4 to four victory thanks to two Gavin Cash home runs, including his one in the eighth inning that ended up being uh, the game winner for you. So what were your thoughts on the Red Raiders as that regional started, coming away with a gritty 3-2 to two win that saw Mason Molina really dominating and, and then being able to pull off that win against the Gators? 
Yeah, I knew it was going to be a tough regional. Anytime you, I mean, right. Gainesville, what Florida was the number two overall seed, and they're an absolute two, powerhouse. Yeah. You know, like they're going to have how many guys drafted early on? You know, tons. Yeah, like, I think they had a stretch of from their second to their fifth batter who were all guys who yeah. were going to be drafted in the first round. Right, right. It's, it's insane. You know, they just breed talent down there and they always do it. And it's awesome to be, you know, as one of those teams kind of like them that are always in the mix right. now, you know, that just wasn't there before. But yeah, back to the game, Mason Molina, unbelievable. You know, that's that's just what you need for coming out there against a good UConn team also. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's no slouch at all. You know, they can hit. Yeah, they were a top 25 offense. Yeah, they can hit. And he just went in there and just you know, shove the whole time. And that's really what yeah, like sets yeah. the tone for a regional like that. You got to have that. And so him doing that, that put me in a good spot. I was like, okay, there we go. Cause you know, with this team, we're a little down on pitching. So anytime you have right. your best guy go out there and do that, you have to have that. Like if he goes out there and gives up five or something, you know, the outlook on the whole regional just yeah. doesn't do it. So you get your guy to go out there and do that, then you're set, really. And then they come out there on Saturday with one of the most exciting games that yeah. <clears throat> I think I've seen in a long time. Like, I was at my in-law's house watching it, and me and uh, my father-in-law were pumped the whole time. We were just high-fiving. Everybody was excited, dude. That game was nuts. Like, Gavin Cash's home runs. And then a great yeah. performance by uh, Robinson as well. Yeah, like, Kyle Robinson. You know, really, you know, gritty performance by him. You know, giving us what he gave us five innings, I think, five solid innings. They went like five six five, and, six, and yeah. gave up only one run yeah. and was just really, really good, competitive on the mound. Right. Yeah, I was a. I had my wedding shower that night, and so we were all at nice. a friend, you know, friends who yeah. are hosting the wedding shower for us. But we're all Red Raiders, so we had the TV on. Dude, we were all locked. Everybody's in. pumped. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it was it was a great night. Um, really. Really fun game. Uh, saw, you know, Kyle Robinson, I'd been pumping him up ever since that Oklahoma State outing. I was like, yeah. all right, this has to be your number two guy. And if he's able to give you a solid performance, maybe have a shot. And that's what he was able to do. You got that five to four win. You're feeling really good about yourself. All you got to do is get one more win. Yeah. But like you said, it's the Florida Gators mm -hmm. in Gainesville. And they just have dude after dude after yes. dude, including like, two dudes on the mound who just completely dominated you. What did right. you think about the Florida pitching in those games? Because like we have a top 10 offense, but we weren't able to get anything going against those guys. Yeah. I mean, those guys are great. Obviously they're great pitchers and that's the big issue with this team right now is like, yeah, you know, we don't have the pitching to kind of compete the depth at least we have great guys, right. you know, and, and everything. And then another thing with tech recently, it's just been, hard to hit outside of Lubbock, you know, as you see. And that's kind of been our issue mainly. And so once you see that, once you get against good elite arms like that, you just don't, you don't feel good about it. And then you don't really have, yeah. you know, you got guys on the mound pressing probably a little more. And then you guys got guys at the plate that are pressing a little bit because they think they got to, you know, tie the game up with one swing every AB. But it's just. Yeah. So there's, you know, obviously that was one of the things on Twitter. One of the things a lot of people were talking about is the lack of offense in four games. You only had nine runs come across. You only had one run in those two mm -hmm. games against Florida. Uh, you lost seven to one and six to nothing. Um, what's going through the, the dugout during those kind of games where you just can't get anything going? You, I think there was one inning where we had a leadoff double from Austin Green. And it was like, OK, here we go. And mm -hmm. then it was pop out, pop out, line out, right. and then momentum's killed like that. What's going on in the locker room or in the dugout? What are guys talking about? 
Um, what's, what's going on in that situation? Yeah, you're really just trying to stay up as much as possible. You know, every guy's trying to like get to the next guy is really just like hand it over. You know, this guy hits a single, you know, it's just got to be, yeah. you know, step by step. It's not like, I think people get into it a little too much whenever they're like, okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you also got to like think, okay, this guy hits a single. Well, you, all you got to do next, this next guy can just walk right here. You just don't need to be striking. Right. It's all about, you know, good quality ABs in this, in these situations, because every base runner matters. And, you know, those guys are what really you, just trying to yeah. like, you know, keep everybody up and not get down because like, yeah, how many times has this team scored, you know, 10 runs in an inning? You know what I mean? It's oh, yeah. like you're never out of the game. You just got to, you actually have to like believe it. Yeah. And that's why you had to watch all the way through. Cause you know, I was at the tech TCU game this year where we were down eight to nothing. You come back and I mean, it was 20 to 16, which yeah. is a football score, right, but right. Um, you know what this offense is capable. What did you think about their approach? It felt like there was a lot of uh, first swing outs. Like somebody's coming up, they pop out, they line out, mm -hmm. they dribble out or foul ball out. What do you think about that approach? Do you think that was something that was determined that we got to jump on these guys? Cause they're, cause they were painting the strike zone. Right. It's not like these dudes were all over the place. Yeah, no, they're painting and umpires were a little suspect. They got better as the weekend yeah. went on, but yeah, you know, as those yeah, games, those like, first few yeah. games were, you know, brutal. That, 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 that Saturday game on, shouldn't even have been yeah. as close as it was, you know, that call on Bazell oh still like, Oh my gosh, it was so bad. Brutal. Brutal. I don't know how you make any kind of call like that, especially in that situation. But besides the point, yeah, guys, I think yeah. you get into playoffs and especially with a lot of these guys, it's a lot of younger guys. I think they're, you know, they're really just trying to be aggressive and they want to get a hit. They want to get on base. But yeah, you got to be able to work counts and, you know, let it, the pitcher's got to come to you at the end of the day. He's got to right. throw it over the plate. You know, you got to, you're the one standing there. And I think just guys get aggressive. They want to get hits and they want to hit homers. They want to hit doubles. You know what I mean? It's just... It's about playing smart baseball in regionals and stuff like right. that. Um, there are some times that I thought that we might have, we should have maybe tried to bunt or we try to do something just to, to mix it up. I think, you know, when Austin Green got the second, I was kind of thinking, you got to go maybe bunt and get him over to third. It's just been so hard to get a run across. Like when you have an opportunity like this, you got to make the most of it. What do you think? Do you think just Tadlock was just trusting his guys or, or, um, just just thinking that one of these one of these at bats somebody's going to come through yeah he definitely is he doesn't like to take the bat out of guys hands you know as yeah. as much as like you think you're sitting there you're like okay we just get this guy here step by step but in in tad's mind he's like okay this guy's gonna rope a single up the middle and probably score him right here yeah. you know or he's like this guy's gonna hit a double right here you know and it, then we're just gonna switch spots so yeah he doesn't like to take the guy the bat out of guys hands like i think he we, he started doing that a little more and like when was that 2015 he's tried to do a little more small ball for us and it just yeah. really didn't work and then the next year he was like all right just have at it and it you know 2016 was a lot better than that yeah. you know yeah and also the game of baseball since since like you were pitching for tech mm -hmm. it's it's really changed so much i no felt doubt. like when we were like in your years in 14 15 16 it was a lot of small ball and then now like you don't really see a whole lot of small ball anywhere anymore yeah. in baseball yeah, I think I think a big reason I know for they may not say the balls are different or the bats are different a little bit, but they definitely are. There's a little bit, yeah, you some, know, it's a little more offense related for sure. But yeah, you know, and so and you get guys that are more, you know, attuned to doing that. They're not up there to bunt. And to be honest with you, is like I doubt they do a ton of bunting practice, too. So you get guys out yeah. there and like you get them to square for a bunny, yeah. you can't get two two down or whatever. So you get a two strike. Yeah, you could tell. yeah exactly. So like. 
You could I, tell. I, I think it was Dylan Maxey at one point had a bunt, and everybody was just like, yeah. "Whoa, that was a that <laughs> did not look like this guy's ever squared up a bunt." Right, that's what I'm saying, and it actually is a little harder than people think too. So you're like, oh, "Why not bunt right. him over right here?" You know, but like, yeah, like I said, if you miss and then you're down two strikes there already without even taking a hack at a pitch, like, puts you in a bad situation. Flashback into Brooks's baseball childhood. My dad became obsessed with me bunting, and he was my coach. And we would just practice bunting all the time. And every time I'd go up to the plate, I'd look for the signal, and bunt was like, you know, grab the yeah, ear, yeah. and I would get bunt every single time. <laughs> freaking hated it. I freaking hated bunting. But like, I had one game where I went three for three bunting, so I was go. pretty proud of that. Hey, Got a go. game ball. Hey, know. nice, um, nice. But yeah, bunting. I'm, I mean, it's not easy. And then I think one of the things is like, man, you're watching. I was watching the squeeze play um i think saturday before the gator game and everybody's just hitting bombs man yeah, everybody dude. every team it was just highlight after highlight was bombs and i think like a lot of these guys their approach you know gavin cash is of the world they're yeah. just like hey if i hit one it's gone mm-hmm. uh and so i'm just going to try to get that one pitch and if i get that pitch then hey two run three runs you know whatever 100 100 yeah that's just the way the game is nowadays they all these kids have so much data out there and everything so their approach is like okay well I can try to hit this many bombs because I mean, what Cash had what 26, yeah. 26 homers yeah, or yeah, whatever, and then the and yeah. then it's the same. It's the opposite of it um, on the mountain. Like guys are just trying to punch guys out. They're not trying to get quick outs or anything. Yeah. They're just trying to punch guys out, and that's just kind of the way the game has changed a little bit since I've since I was playing even what, right six years ago or so. So. Yeah. yeah, you did, definitely didn't see dudes with uh, 31 home runs. <laughs> like, Dude, like Florida had a 31. And 20, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, we would have, um, like, guys, like, probably, like, some mid-major guys. There were always more bombs there. But, like, they would be around, like, right. the 20s or so. But, like, us, our team, I feel like we only have, like, I feel like the most, most every year was, like, you know, 15 maybe. That's about it. Yeah, it was, like, a lot of dudes who could a home run, could hit a home right. run, but not, like, one specific dude who was just – bombing everything right right um your your thoughts on the young guys pitching i know we lost those two games but i thought the dudes who came out and yeah. pitched and right now their names are escaping me so uh, yeah we got what um petty petty Trevor. i thought he did great petty was yeah. great uh petty you know he battled because what he's a freshman right Isn't that right yeah he's a freshman yeah. and then um and then you had Jacob Rogers. In yeah, the second Rogers game, also started off great too. Yeah, started off great. So that's that's good to see, especially when you get like young guys like that some experience in you know postseason. That's what it's all about. You really have to have young freshmen step up. That's to yeah. be to be good in like regionals and super regionals and stuff like that. Like you saw it, I guess 2014, my freshman year, we yeah, had me and uh, Dylan Dushak, who I mean, you know. Dylan was great all year, and then I started at the end of the year. You know, I was good out of the pen, and then, you know, we did great starting, you know, kind of like that. And then 2016, we had guys like Gingery and, you know, Davis Martin. Davis Martin, yeah. Yeah, that's what you have to have. You got to have freshmen that step up and, you know, kind of take that role. And then you have all the older guys, you know, maybe out of the pen or whatever, another starter to, like, kind of complement it. And if you get that mix, that's when you know you're you're dangerous. Right. I thought they were really good. And then one of the points uh, like where Twitter discussion gets going, you see some people every time a coach goes to the bullpen, whether, you know, if if it backfires, coach is going to get criticism. It happens all the time. Professional college all the way down. Um, 
and it just so happens in both these games, right? When you went to the pin, that's kind of when things fell apart for you. What are your kind of thoughts on that? And what would you say to like those people who always get upset about any time you go to the bullpen? Because there's a flip side of it. You leave the dude in there and then he gets uh, hit up that inning. Yeah. Then, you know, you're going to get mad at the coach for leaving him into it. Right, long. right. Yeah, yeah. It's always hindsight 2020 with fans and everything like that. You know, there's just like... You go to the pin too early, they're mad. You go to the pin too late, they're mad. It's just kind of how it works. Yeah, and, you know, like the coaching staff, they have faith. If they put a guy out there, they think that he can get three yeah. outs. You know, that's just kind of how it works. You know, you know, they would like to throw one guy maybe all the time. You know, they would like to throw yeah, Beckel every day if they could, I'm sure. But, um, you know, you can't do that. It's just you got to save dude's arms. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's just not the way it works. They're not conditioned that way. And so I think the decisions are – I think you can, as a coach, you can only get criticized more on, you know, you only, yeah. you only think about the bad decisions that they make. You never be like, Oh, remember when he brought that guy in with two outs that one time and he got the out. You're yeah, like, no, nah, you don't think about yeah. it. You know what I mean? You're like, Oh, why did he pull that guy this inning? Yeah. You know? So I think, I think that's just part of coaching and, you know, Gardner knows that and he's a great pitching coach and Tad knows that too. They have, you know, they talk every day. They see these guys every day way more than, you know, that these fans see, you know, like and these guys are yeah. passionate about it. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's like letting them do their jobs. And right. then, you know, the other thing about it is these were freshmen. These were like their longest appearances all season. Right. And at some point you're going through the lineup a second, third time, uh, dudes, they were starting to get hit a little bit. Now they didn't give up a run, right. but you know, at some point they're going to break loose on the guy and then, um, you come back from there. I kind of wanted to get this is maybe one of the spots where I want to pick your brain a little bit yeah. and like what's going through your mind. Um, Lopez came in there and we had that crazy inning, that mm -hmm. crazy inning where they had the guys on second and third, and we had that crazy double play where they hit the yeah. the you know grounder over to Bazell. He throws the guy out at home. They have the base running right. blunder. We get another guy out at home, and you're looking like, oh my gosh, we just got out of this inning where it looked like they were going to go up. Right. And then Lopez kind of just lost control. He got hit, and then he's starting to walk guys. What's kind of – I kind of want to get the pitcher's mentality. Like, what's going through your mind in that situation? Because I just feel bad for the kid because he just yeah. can't locate anything. Um, it seems like he's got good stuff, but some of those pitches are missing right there. Right. Ump's not giving him a couple calls, and then it just kind of all falls apart. Yeah, I think you get to that point where that crazy double play happened, and then at that point it's got to be like, okay – get this guy out like yeah it should yeah. be but it didn't seem like that right it seemed like it got even no. more sped up on him a little bit you know yeah it, it felt like yeah it felt like we had no outs in a guy on right, second right exactly yeah, yeah. and I, I thought the same thing because i was like oh thank god that just happened like that's huge yeah, it should like, be oh a huge yeah. weight off of your shoulders whenever you're pitching like if that happens to me while i'm out there which by the way yeah. never happened i was not that lucky <laughs> <laughs> i've never i've only seen that Dude. play happen a handful of times. Definitely not in college. Yeah. Like, that was just no, insane was, execution, you know, wild. by all the guys. But yeah, I think the game just kind of sped up on him a little bit. And that's the thing as a pitcher in high leverage situations like that, you really have to like take a breath and be like, okay, I'm worried about this pitch right here. That's, I think that's the best way to go about it, you know, and because that's all it takes, like, is one little thing, and you start, you know, heartbeat starts racing, you know, you start going a little too fast, you try to be perfect on pitches, everything falls off, and then you see kind of what happens, so. 
Yeah, I always just feel bad because, you know, yeah. especially in a crowd like that where they're yeah. yelling ball, whatever, yeah. and then it, it just – and then there's always that pitch, I swear, every single time. There's always that borderline strike, and then the ump calls it a ball, and you're like, oh, that that's yeah. it. You know, that's a wrap now. Right. Like, how frustrating is that when you're, like, trying to find the location, and then you get that pitch mm -hmm. that you think is right there, and then you get another ball, and you're just like, ugh. Yeah. I, like, what do I got to do? <laughs> yeah, those are those are the toughest situations for sure. Because, like I said, you're hanging on every pitch. You know, you're like, right. and, you know, you throw that strike and you're like, yes, here we go, ball. And you're like, oh, my God, what do I have to do? You know, like, you, I, I can't even feel like I don't think I can replicate that at all right now. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. You're on the mound and you're and it's an island out there. You're you're so yeah. alone on the mountain in those situations. And so it's just tough. It's it, And like I said, it's hard to, like, step back and just really be like, okay, just – here we go. But like, dude, you're, you're hanging on every pitch and you just, there's not a lot you can do. Honestly, yeah. it's just, it's, I mean, that's what makes the guys that can do it the greats because right. you know, they, a lot of times they don't even get in that situation, but it's the guys that can like navigate out of them that, you know, that make it a lot further. Yeah. Those are always the toughest ones. I'm like, he's just trying, mm -hmm. he's, he's trying to find the zone and then you get that pitch and you, Oh, I'm just yes. like, come on, give, give him one. Right. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> It's like you can see this kid out here struggling like you got to get the close yeah, ones. Right. But um, the other other kind of discussion, I guess, kind of while we're here, um, the Gardner discussion, there, there's a lot of people that I guess aren't a big fans of him right now, right. to say the least. And, man, I don't know anything about pitching coach, pitch coaching or anything like that. So I always feel out of pocket trying to talk about that stuff. Um, but, you know, the pitching has been struggling. It doesn't mm -hmm. feel like you're as deep. So do you think? Like you're, you know, Garner, obviously you pitched with him. So like, what would you say to the people who are frustrated with him and, uh, and, and kind of where is your head at on what's going on with this pitching staff right now? Yeah. I mean, I think Gardner is a great mind. He's, he's one of, you know, one of the best coaches I've had. He's just, he has to have the right guys though. They have yeah. their, the only guys that work with Gardner are, you know, bulldogs that are going to go out there and like, you know, they don't let that kind of stuff get to them. You know, they're, they're just out there throwing. They're like, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to shove. You know what I mean? Yeah. And college based Molina types. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like those are his kind of guys. And, and the thing about uh, college baseball, it's tough. It's like, you know, you're limited practice hours, you're limited so much right. and everything. And pitching is tough, man. It's like, there's a lot of development with these guys. And like I said, or like we were talking about earlier, hitting is up in every aspect yeah. in college baseball too. So I think you get a little almost spoiled from the years past of the pitching that we've had. And you kind of think, you know, every year has to be that way, but dude, you gotta have, you gotta have the right guys fit for it, you know, and especially in today's like market, I'll say of transfers and everything, it's even harder yeah. to find guys that are, that fit your mold. So, yep. And then, you know, there's only so much recruiting that he can do to make sure he's got the right guys. But I'll tell you one thing, the people that are questioning him, you know, he's a smart guy. He knows all about pitching. You know, he's been there, he's done it, and he's seen many greats. And he knows more than, you know, anyone that is questioning yeah. his stuff. It's just at the end of the day, it's about getting the right guys out there. Yeah, at the end of the day, and it's also executing in mm -hmm. like, like you said, pitching is hard to do, man. It's yeah, it's tough. Pitching and hitting a baseball are two of probably the most hard things to do no in doubt. sports because uh, uh, just, you know, what it takes. And so, yeah. And, and then, you know, the other thing about college baseball is you're competing with the majors, too, in recruiting. Yeah. Like now, now with NIL, 
with the transfer portal, kids going to the draft, all you know, uh, from high school. There's just such a man. It's, it just seems like a mess to have to deal with nowadays. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it always has been, like you said, with the because you can get drafted out of high school, and right. and it was the same way. It's just a little bigger now because you can transfer D one to D one seamlessly. Yeah, as opposed to whenever yeah. I was playing, it was just you transfer to JUCOs, which guys had no problem with though also because you can get drafted out of juco and you know there's plenty of high quality baseball in juco in texas especially Mm -hmm. so it's not too much different i don't think they've had to deal with all that for many years we've always had guys that are you know high commits that are getting drafted early rounds in the out of high school you know like stuff like that so they've had to they've had to navigate through those markets right you know so yeah, what I'm—I guess what I mean by that is like you know college football—they're not having to compete with these guys going pro. I guess right. basketball has a little bit of that now, where guys are you know going to these G leagues yeah, or the overseas or, or stuff uh-huh. like that now. But baseball has really been the only one where kids can go straight from high school right. uh, straight to the pros, and so right. that makes recruiting different. And right. then also you're now the transfer portals as crazy as everywhere. You got dudes going from Tech to Texas, yeah. Texas to Tech. And it's just like this crazy, whole dude. crazy world that's it been is. open. Do yeah. you, um, I, one of the questions I'm going to ask you, and since we're already here on the transfer portal, um, do and, and NIL, do you get jealous of the opportunities that players have nowadays? Or do you look back at it and you're kind of like, I'm kind of glad it was a little more simple back when I was playing? Uh, I don't think I get jealous. I'm happy that they're allowed to, you know, profit off of their name and everything. Like, I think that's a no brainer. It should have been like that forever ago. Like, I remember. Yeah, that's like, yeah, yeah, it's easy. It's no brainer. Like the dumbest conversation and people who get mad about it. I'm just like, are you kidding me? This is a billion dollar business. And the dudes who are out there (laughs) making people profit of it get nothing. Right. Yeah. Well, and then it's like brings up like the thing where everybody's like, oh, well, they'll make their money professionally or whatever. Like, dude, just cause you're a great college player doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to, yeah. you're going to go to the next level. Like that's just how it works. Like you should be able to profit off of, you know, we're in agreement yeah, with that, but no, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm jealous of them. I think it's awesome. You know, I think it would have been cool. I think it would have benefited a lot of the guys that were on our team. You know, I knew, I knew a lot yeah. of guys that, you know, struggled that didn't have any money. I mean, myself included, I had no money in college. Like, you know, I wasn't like, hurting or whatever i'm a college kid it doesn't really you don't need that much right, money yeah. right <laughs> yeah, yeah we all went through it we yeah, all we're all it. we're all thriving you know yeah. spending whatever money we can at exactly. just to get through the yeah. weekend you know exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and i don't think that's another thing too is like I, you know you're not gonna have like big money guys in baseball anyway it's just not that yeah it's not really that market but if you can get money while you're doing it absolutely you should be able to do it yeah you know you know, and uh, all the baseball players, I think starting now, are all going to get a $25,000 NIL deal. So yeah, that's cool crazy. for all of them. But yeah, I've always been curious about the transfer portal part of it, too, is is like, like was it always just text tech for you? Was there ever any chance of going anywhere else if you had the opportunities? Because one of the things I do really like about the transfer portal is more for like these small school, mm-hmm. smaller school guys, guys who didn't get recruited by the Texas Techs, the Floridas or whatever. Yeah. And they can go to like Nolan Hester. He can go to Wofford mm-hmm. and play really good baseball and then work his way up to a Texas Tech type right. school. I think that's a really cool opportunity for the transfer portals. I don't necessarily like so much the – you know, Gavin Cash being a go for Texas to Tech, even though that works out in our favor, our but favor, you right. know, we've had vice versa, uh, you know, stuff like that happen. So right. 
Like, but yeah, but it could also be the work. It could be, I mean, he could transfer yeah. to Texas next year. Like, you yeah, know could, what I mean? If like, you wanted to, he, he could go exactly. right back. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so that stuff like is a little like, I don't know. You get into the point where it's, it's a little more selfish, which I mean, at the end of the day, it is about what's best for you as a player, you yeah. know, but, but yeah, it does take away that team aspect a little bit. Like, like once I got to tech, I knew I was going to be there for three years at least, you know, like yeah. I had to be there and I was all in on the team. That's just kind of how it worked. And I'm glad that that's how it was because I wouldn't like the, the thought of like, okay, well, what's my next step kind of thing. Right. Yeah. You know, but to your question, yeah, I had, so I started pitching like my senior year of high school, really. So I was a little later in getting like recruited and all that. And by that time I was already committed to tech because I had thrown like in a summer game, I think like, or maybe it was preseason or something. And I, you know, threw pretty hard. I was very raw though. Not a good pitcher by any means my junior year. So I threw like maybe two innings or something like that. But they saw me on the mound and I was a decent hitter too. And I was a catcher back then. And so they offered me a scholarship and I committed pretty early actually. Yeah. And so I started to get more recruiting looks my senior year. And by that time I was already committed to tech and it, I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought because I also, you know, I'm not going to flip my commitment. This is my team that I've been, you know, rooting for ever since yeah, I was a kid, man. Like I'm just, yeah, you're, just, yeah, you're Red Raider from birth, basically. Right. And then the opportunity to play at home, yeah. have your parents there, right. your your siblings and all that stuff is yeah. a pretty cool opportunity. Uh, yeah, I will say it was tough, though, once I started to get calls from, like, the big baseball schools. Like, I was getting calls from, like, Arkansas and Mississippi State and, you know, some other big schools around. Like, I remember, like, some random ones like Oregon and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, you get to that point and you start thinking, you're like, oh, wow, okay, like, I'm going go to go cool. to – Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. to Tech who – my during my senior year i guess the year before i was there so in 2013 i think they were like maybe dead last in the big 12 or something yeah we weren't good yeah and then people are asking me like dude why are you gonna go to tech and and i would just yeah. tell them honestly i'd be like if i'm gonna be good i want to help tech be good that's just the way i was yeah. I, I love tech and then steven smith was one of my good friends too and he always was yeah. gonna go to tech too and so we were always just like all right let's, let's go let's see what happens you know let's you know, give it our all. And then, it, I mean, yeah. the rest is history, but you know, it could have easily been yeah, opposite worked of that. Out quite well. <laughs> yeah. It worked out <laughs> yeah, great. Right, yeah. So, it could have. So no regrets there at all. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, and then were, you were dra drafted, right? As a senior yeah. going into yeah, out of high school. your freshman year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that was a crazy experience too. Cause like I said, you know, senior year start pitching and then like all these scouts start coming up to me too. Yeah. And I'm just like, God, what is like, it just all happens so fast. And then I pretty much told them, so how it works is like, they'll have like little meetings with you and you'll like kind of give them a number that you would like take if you were going to, and I gave them a super high number. Cause I was like, I'm going to go to tech. Like, I feel like I want to go to college yeah. in my mind. I was like, okay, I'm going to go there for three years and I'm going to just get better. Right. And so I'll just get drafted, you know, at a better spot or whatever. And then, so they drafted me, I think it was in like the 35th or sixth round, something 36th, I think. And so I was just expecting it to be kind of like a, they would have like courtesy picks or whatever back then just to like say, Hey, like, Oh, we do like you, you know, you're not going to sign for whatever. But then actually I was at summer school and I was at a party and this was in like in August or whatever. It was like a week before I think that like the deadline is that they can like offer you money and like sign their guys yeah. or whatever. And so I get a call from the scout or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I need to you know take this. 
a step yeah. outside or whatever. I thought he was just going to say like, Hey, how are you? You know, like whatever. Yeah. And then they like offer me like, Hey, we're going to give you, we're going to offer you this. I know it's not like your number that you wanted or whatever. And then they offered me the money and I was just like, Oh, well, this is not what I was expecting at all. But then I just thought about it for like literally a day. And I was like, nah, I'm still, I'm going to school. Like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm always curious about the decisions on that, especially nowadays, you know, uh, you know, especially since more has been uncovered about like what it's like going through double a single a and some right. of those, the minor leagues and, and kind of the, the money that those programs have, which aren't a lot, you know, mm-hmm. which is why they're getting rid of some of them and stuff like that. Right. So what's the better path? Is it to go through college and actually have a better experience and, mm-hmm. um, and have those years or is it better just go straight to right. <laughs> straight to the minors? Like, yeah. And, and nowadays you know, it's gotta be a little harder because they've made it so much yeah. better for minor leaders and stuff. I think they pay for yeah. their housing and you know, they up their yeah. salaries and stuff. So yeah, I bet it's even tougher for, for these kids now having to make that decision because, because that's the thing too, is the benefits of going straight out of high school are like, okay, you're competing for a spot, you're freshman year, you know, you may get 10 innings, you may get 60 innings. It's like, you know, yeah. where as if you're drafted out of high school, you're getting a set amount of innings. They're throwing you out there. If you give up 10 runs every game, it doesn't matter. You know right. what I mean? So that's, those are the pros and cons there. But I think if you're a guy that just likes to compete and wants to like win at a, like a more meaningful level, then you really care about, I guess, your professional career. That's where college comes into play. I think. Right. Okay. Well, we diverted a little bit from the Texas Tech baseball <laughs> there, but that was a topic of conversation that we were going to get to at some point. And so we hit a good point there to get that discussed. So let's go back and, and kind of dissect the whole Texas Tech season. The Red Raiders finish off this 2023 season, 41 and 23 overall runners up in the regional for the second straight year that you finished runners up in the regional. So kind of your just thoughts on this season as a whole and kind of where Texas tech stands, because, you know, a lot of people view this as a failure because once you make Omaha once yeah. Texas tech fans just assume year. you're going to make it every year right. kind of happened with the final four. Once you do one good thing, you just have to do it every year. Right. And it's pretty hard. The tournament's a crapshoot. Right. Um, but what are your thoughts on where the program sits kind of right now after what would, people might call down <laughs> yeah i i think the program's at a great spot i think it yeah. definitely just comes down to recruiting though as long as you get these guys that's what it's all about but i think you get that pedigree of going to omaha and like you're a household name in texas yeah, yeah exactly and i think that that's what i think you're in a good spot and you know the coaching staff like you're not getting a whole lot of turnover or anything tablock's gonna be here for as yeah. long as tech wants it you know like he's he's there as long as he wants to be there pretty much which is awesome, I think, as a as a recruit, knowing that your guy oh, yeah. that your coach isn't going to leave all of a sudden while you're there, like you don't have to worry about that. So I think the state of Texas Tech baseball is in a great spot, and we're getting what new facility, new clubhouse, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, so things like that, I think, are in a great spot. And then to your point about the whole season, you know, it's 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 a little bit down here in the sense that you what you don't host a regional, but you're still you're still yeah. making the tournament, like you're not. The Big 12 is competitive, man. It's it's a hard league yeah. to play in. Like that's just the way it is. Like I think you got to take what you can get. Like you said, you can't you're not going to win it every year. It's just as long yeah. as I think yeah. as long as you're getting to the postseason and you have a chance, that's really all that matters. Cuz cuz once you get into the regionals yeah. and stuff, like that's whenever you know, you make magic happen or whatever. But that's that's really all you can ask for. 
Yeah, because I mean, there's two sides. Like, right, we got in as a three seed, and we right. had what would I would consider a much more enjoyable postseason than Oklahoma State, who yeah, was a host and got her. ousted yeah, in exactly. two games at their stadium. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm with you. Like, anytime you make the postseason, it, it it's a tough, it's long, it's mm-hmm. a grueling season. Anytime you can make it to the postseason, you're giving yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. Um. And so as long as you're making the postseason, I'm, I'm excited about where this program is yeah. um, because you can always go back to where we weren't making it. Right. <laughs> and exactly. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, it's like people forget so soon that like what 2000, I don't know, 10 or however when it was early 2000s to 2013, yeah. we were bad, man. No one wanted to see that stuff. Like, so what, what you, it's a give and take. Yeah. You want to lose the regional or you want to not make it at all? So. It's, it, yeah, just I, I would rather have the chance right. to do it and then know that if we make it to the tournament, there's a good chance we can make it to the College World Series because we've done it. We've seen Tadlock mm-hmm. do it. And so that's where I'm at. And then also, if you just kind of pay attention to our roster, it's young, man. It's super young. You're throwing two freshmen in your two most important right. games of the season. That's like where your roster stands. Right. Um, and if you're able to retain a lot of these guys, you know, now nowadays it's you know, you never know who's coming back. And, you know, True. you've obviously seen some names hit the portal already, but you're able to retain Molina, Robinson, those young guys that you've got on your pitching staff. Of mm-hmm. course, the people you're going to bring in through the transfer portal, Juco and all that stuff. Right. Like, I think next year, like, we have a really good outlook on the season. Yeah. No, I agree 100% with you there. Like, that's just, like you said, that's the way it is. It's going to be, you know, some, you're going to have those years where you just, you know, strike magic when you're in there and you're going, but other years you have it like this. And, and honestly, yeah. I think that people should take it as a, almost a win that we got. I, I guess I can see where they're upset because we got up two Oh or whatever. But if you paid attention to tech baseball all year, you know, that we did not have yeah. the depth to, yeah. to finish that out, man. Like, it's just like, we did not have the pitching depth. And once you go two Oh, that's really all you can know for. You really hope that your bats come alive and, and that's just the way cookie crumbles, huh? Yeah, and your bets just weren't working for you, and you got you know I I thought we got as good of pitching as I could have expected. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, uh, uh, on the road in the hostile environment, playing Florida three times, I thought your guys kind of held up pretty well, and then no you doubt. just keep holding them, holding them, and then the bats don't work, and then it just yeah. gets harder and harder and yeah, harder. Yeah, exactly. Um, so anything you want to say to people who are frustrated with Tadlock and that it, because like I think we're along the same thought process here. It's yeah. like this program without Tadlock yeah. would be uh, completely different. And so yeah. uh, I, I guess people get spoiled. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. And and it's a good thing that they're spoiled, right? Because that means we've had mm-hmm. all this success, right? So I don't blame yeah. them for being – rather... yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't blame them for being upset. But like at the end of the day, yes, look what he has done since he's been here. And it's more than, than any of us could have thought was going to happen, you know? And the way it's set up for the future is great. So anyone doubting him or doubting the future of the program, right. just take a look back from where he started and where it has come from. And that's all you really need to know. Like tech fans are passionate. That's the way it is. Like we love our sports. Like that's just how it is. And I understand like, yeah, be frustrated, be mad for a week or whatever, be mad. Like, but Tadlock's not going anywhere. Support the guy, support these Red Raiders. Like we're going to be fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, and as long as Tadlock's here, you have a shot every yeah, single year, absolutely. Um, which was something that you really didn't have before. Yeah. Um, kind of going back, and, and now that we're here on Tadlock, so he started like right before, so he 
I guess was the original recruit for you, right? Yeah, yeah, he was the recruiting coordinator and everything. So yeah, he recruited me. And then actually back to committing and everything, he kind of even like tricked me so, to commit because I had no, like he was just having a conversation with me and talking on the phone. And I was like, yeah, I like love, thanks for the offer. Like I love tech, like always been a dream. And he was like, oh, so you're coming? And I'm like on the phone, I'm an 18 year old kid. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do? Say no to him? Like, whatever. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's how I ended up committing. But yeah, so he was there. Right on the then, board. Yeah, but exactly. Exactly. And then what I guess he was announced uh, the year after that, right? I guess in 2014 yeah, was 13, his, yeah. or was 13 his first year? I think it was 13. Yes, that's right. His that's first right. year. 13 was the 14. First year. Yeah. Mm hmm. But so yeah. pretty immediate success there. So, so like looking back on it, what do you think like made Tadlock? Cause you know, you, you think about the years before nothing, nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. And then like, I remember from a fan's perspective and like, this is a conversation we'll get into probably a little bit more about our, our, our shot bet <laughs> <rap> tweet, <laughs> but you know, I didn't really pay attention to the baseball team cause we had Why really no reason Why to pay, pay yeah. attention to it. Why would and then all of a sudden you start the 14 season. It's like, Oh, we beat number three, Indiana. Yeah. And like, oh, and, and like, so you kind of started to pay attention to it a little more. But like when he took over the helm and once you signed on your freshman year, did you see any of what your career ends up being like happening at Tech? Or was it kind of pretty surprising once all said and done to College World Series appearances? <laughs> no. And like maybe it is. Maybe I'm like mistaken now because, you know, we did go to the World Series twice while I was there. But I don't think that anyone had any other expectations than that at the beginning of that year. So we got a lot of, yeah. that's, I think what was good about Tadlock was, so he was a Juco guy beforehand and he had all these Juco connections. So he knew the guys to like bring in, you bring in like, right. you know, Corey Taylor, who was unreal. And you bring in like Don Moreno, you know, different guys like that, that yeah. you, that really just like, you know, set the tone for these guys. And for us as freshmen, like me and Dylan yeah. and, you know, and then who else was in there from uh, Steven? Yeah, Steven. And then you have like, you know, Sadbury, who was a Juco guy who was unreal for right. us. Uh, you know, um, Johnny Droz, who was there beforehand, Cam Smith. They were all Juco guys. You know, they're all Juco guys. So they have this like, I don't know, it's more of like an FU attitude about them back right. then. Those Juco guys were just like something else and they brought that to us and you know we kind of took that we're like okay why can't we win like these guys have won at other places like you know who cares if everybody's writing us off you know we're gonna go out here and we're gonna you know do our best right. and it turned out that we were you know these salty guys that you know we were always yeah. like dogs yeah we dogs were that's just that's just how it worked man and we just so we really never like counted ourselves out and we were very we were a good bond and everything, you know, a lot of good friends on that team. And so, and then it obviously helps when you start winning games and everything. But, you know, I think yeah. that's Tadlock's biggest attribute was recruiting at the beginning, you know, kind of like the same stuff you're seeing with uh, Joey McGuire right now. It's like, it's all about getting right, the right yeah. guys. You know, once you get that right guys and that culture change, you're like, okay, Texas Tech isn't an eighth place yeah. Big 12 team. Like, you know, we are, we should be in the mix every year. And so I think right, that's the yeah. biggest thing. From like a X's and O's standpoint, and this is the probably the only part of baseball that I will just never connect with is the coaching part of it. Like during the game, like and and what it, it's probably my favorite thing about Tadlock too is that anytime they pan to him, he just he's he's just cool. And it could be an inning where your pitcher is you know 
giving up home run after home yeah. run, or it could be an inning where you're scoring 10 runs. Right. He's there putting his chapstick on, just cool and collected. <laughs> um, is like, is he just like always like that in the dugout? And then for making his decisions and stuff like that, what, what kind of separates him from, from some of those other coaches? I'd say the biggest separator for him is he just, he lets guys play. Like that's, that's his yeah. thing. He doesn't get in the way. He's, he's good at, you know, letting these guys go out there and play. Like he knows who he recruited. He knows who he brought in, you know, what more do you have to tell him? And I think that's the biggest thing, biggest attribute to managers, coaches, whatever, baseball wise is like letting your guys play. Cause I think at the end of the day, in my, in my opinion, you know, coaches in baseball really just, getting away more than they can help, you know? Yeah. And it, it is, I mean, they set the lineup and they do all those things. And it's, it's more like before the game, during the game, it's a little tougher. Like you don't need to be making, you know, defensive switches all the time. And I think he does a good job of that. Of just letting people out there and play their game. Yeah. I think, you know, you, especially watching the big 12 tournament and then our regionals, it's like anytime another team's opposing pitcher, like walks a guy. Yeah. catchers out there Guys are, coaches yeah. uh, mm -hmm. pitching coaches out there and it feels like you know maybe you know i've seen, definitely seen some people on twitter think that we should do more of that but there's also that just like that you know i think that's empowering for a pitcher for players mm -hmm. is that your coaches trust you hey he's he's walked a couple guys but i know what i saw when i recruited this guy i know what this kid can do i'm mm -hmm. going to trust that he's going to do it now sometimes that might bite you in the ass but you know i, I think there is a, a power to that yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. And that's just, and then people also think that there's like a magic, magic words that you can go out there and say to the guy on the yeah. mound. You're like, that's just not how it works. So like a mound visit isn't like something crazy or whatever. Like, it's just not how it works. And like also early on in the years and like throughout the year, you have to let guys work through stuff. If you don't, then you won't, yeah. then you won't get guys in the, in the regional that like, I'm sure some of those guys that came in, probably weren't ready because yeah. they didn't get the right reps during the year because, you know, like it's just the nature of it. You know, you have to win ball games at the end of the day. So that's where I think like early on in the season is the most important because you have to get those, you know, reps. So you're ready for those situations. And so yeah. you don't have to, you know, so when your number is called, you're not like me, you want, you want me to go yeah. out there? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, so I think they do a good job of putting, a faith, putting their faith in guys and really letting them, work through stuff. Okay. So picture yourself, you're on the mound, you're losing a little control. You might've walked a couple of guys. Gardner Me, comes out never. there. <laughs> what's what, what's like, they, what were you wanting from them to say to you that like might get you locked back in? Like, Oh, like so I, I know every guy's got to have something right. That like the coach yeah. knows. So what was your kind of like kick me in the ass or, or, what so i mean so i just always i i hated whenever anyone came out there because i was like i got this yeah. like get like stop like whatever yeah. i don't need. yeah exactly and yeah. it was and honestly they knew that though they know their guys like the, anytime that they would come out there and talk to me they would be like hey you got this like i'm just giving you a breather that's yeah. it that's like literally all they would say to me and i think it's just tailored to each guy you know there's right. some guys that probably need to be told like hey you're being you know like come on what are you doing like Let's go. Yeah. You know, and it just depends what? on the player. And it's just, I think they know their players and that's just kind of how it works. Yeah. And that makes me think of John Lackey. Uh, Cause he, he was kind of that dude who like, I remember he pitched, I'm a Red Sox fan. He pitched yeah. for us a couple years and they, he, somebody come talk to him. You're like, fuck yes. Yes. <laughs> dude, so every time, dude, he, he, 
that's that's just how it is like some you know like yeah get the fuck back in the dugout like i don't want you i don't yeah. want you out here this is my man i'm like doing this you know and and they did a good job of that and they know who who wants what and everything so. yeah is there anybody who needs like a because sometimes i'm like man i just want to go up there and be like throw a fucking strike man is there yeah. anybody that would like would take that like like they want you to uh come out and just tell me to throw a fucking strike <laughs> i'm trying to think of like a good there was all right Corey Rayleigh, so he's not a pitcher in this sense but he was very motivated off of like some shit talking and stuff so gardner yeah. at the time he was like the assistant pitching coach but he was also just like you know gardner's a dog he's just he would always like just shit talk Corey, and they would just they would go back and forth and that's just, like there's certain guys that are like that he'd be like oh you're not stealing any bags today what are you doing just being a little bitch or what and he was yeah. like oh okay you want to see like i'll go out there and get some bags like that's just that's kind of how that's that's really what it's about like knowing your players and knowing who right, handles yeah. what and like he had some guys where he had to learn that like okay they can't handle this tough right. criticism like he would talk shit to certain guys and they would fold and then he was like okay well i can't talk to that guy like that because you just can't yeah. handle that. You know what I mean? So it just, it definitely just depends on the player. Yeah. I've always been curious yeah. if somebody just like, I need you to come out here and just tell me like, you know, cuss me out or yeah. whatever. Like yeah. get me, get, get me fired up or yeah. something like that. I would say like maybe the only person I could think of would be like Dom Moreno, but you wouldn't have to tell him that he doesn't need any motivation yeah. to, yeah. to have you shit talk him. <laughs> he's, he's ready to go. Whatever. <laughs> Don't got to get ready. If you stay. Ready. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, that's fun. So uh, a couple other like mentality things that I've always been curious at, and it's something that I've kind of thought about more and more recently. So we talked about when you can't find the zone and you get that pitch that you think's a strike and you don't get the call. Mm-hmm. There's two scenarios that I think are kind of similar, but I'm wondering which one would frustrate you mu- uh, more. So other scenario is, you know, you throw a, what you think is a strike, ump calls it a ball. Yeah. You know, obviously a frustrating one, especially if you are ahead in the count and all of a sudden now it's even or now that's ball two and you only have one strike. Or the other scenario here, and I feel like this one would be frustrating, but I just don't know from a pitcher's mentality. You got that two strike count, you make your pitch, and then the dude fouls it off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you make that pitch again and the dude fouls it off. I feel like those can be so frustrating and exhausting. Like what's going through your head in like a, a, a pitch count like that where you're just like i'm making my pitches mm-hmm. this dude just keeps getting like the tip of his bat off of it yeah oh it's so frustrating for sure i would say probably the more frustrating part is getting ball for an umpire yeah. especially because like as long as i got guys in like swing mode so they're fouling balls off like that i'm cool with because i know that they're probably going to keep swinging as long as i put it close but yeah if you right. make a perfect pitch and you just get balled and you're like okay like what more do you want from me yeah. But yeah, it's definitely frustrating when guys keep fouling it off because you're like, dude, just put it in play. Like, I don't care if you get a hit. You're yeah. over here racking up my pitch count right now. And like, I know, right? Like, I just, yeah, hit it to somebody or hit it, get on. Like, I don't care. Just quit fouling shit off. So yeah, they're both yeah, super like, frustrating. But I would say umpire missing calls always piss me off a little more. What are your thoughts on where like umpires stand right now? Because I, I feel like, I feel like the, we've got. There's some good ones, uh, you know. There's yeah. some ones that I don't have really problems with, but I feel like there's some that are just like so yeah. inconsistent. Some guys just don't want to be shown up. Yeah. Oh, you started to do the walk off on strike three. Yeah. I'm calling this a ball, or you started to run to first base on this ball, yeah. so I'm calling it a strike. I feel like it's gotten 
more like blatant in some of these calls as I've been watching over the years. And I'm just like, how, how has it gotten to this point? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think if you get an umpire with an ego, you're screwed. Like you might as well just like pack it up if you're not like dialing in and everything's fine because egotistic umpires are the absolute worst. Like you're saying, like they're looking for something to yeah. piss them off, to like, to throw you out or to like, you know, give them an edge for some reason. And you're just like, well, you, dude, you're here to call balls and strikes. Yeah. Like you don't need an edge. I am the one that yeah. needs the edge. Exactly. Like, yeah, dude. And it, and it's sometimes too, it's like guys like, you know, they'll be asking if like, like, Oh, that ball's outside or whatever. And he's like, no, it's not. No, it's not like whatever. Like I'll do my job. Like, dude, I'm telling you it's outside. Like it is. Trust me. Yeah. You don't know what's going on right now, but like also don't get pissed off. Like, and it's almost like tells you that like they know they're wrong whenever they're doing stuff like that, when they're right, so yeah. like quick, like that guy the other night that threw out a uh, goot or whatever, which goot did it because he was like, okay, we can't get uh, a bazel. Yeah, so yeah, yeah he was yeah. definitely running by saying some, whatever he could just to get the attention off of bazel. But like, that's the thing. The guy literally like after he called that strikeout, he just went to bazel like, why can't you, if you're, if an umpire, just turn around? Like, why do you have to, yeah. like, dude, you don't have to, like, go looking for stuff. These are kids, dude. He's, what how old is he? Like, he's, like, 20 years old. Like, you're a grown yeah. man, dude. Get out of here. These are kids in the most competitive games of their yes, lives, and then you exactly. make a bad call exactly. that affects how this, the outcome of this game could be. Like, and these kids are, they're competitive. Why do you want them to be like, good call, guy? Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. No, like, I always I loved umpires like that were just like chill and they just called the game how they would call it. You know, that's just, that's it. They weren't worried about what you were doing. They weren't worried about the team, all that stuff. It was always those umpires that's, that just like, you yeah, know, got into the business is what was the problem. As a, a pitcher, how often are you like talking to an up? Are you like ever kind of going by after an inning and just kind of, like asking maybe where a pitch missed or, or like trying to figure out some of his, where his zone might be and what you're doing or. Yeah. No, it, it, it honestly just depends on the umpire. There were certain guys that you could yeah, talk to that were don't. fine. Yeah. And there were some that you were like, well, there's no point in talking to him because yeah. he's either not going to listen or he's going to take it as disrespect and he's going to like ball me for no reason, you know? So there, it was just really about knowing the guys. And cause most of the time we would have, you know, maybe two, three rotations that were throughout the big 12. So right, you, you yeah. get the same guys all the time. And so I think it's really just about knowing who you can talk to like that, who you can ask questions to and who you just need to avoid because there's no point. Yeah. And yeah, I've just been curious, like, yeah. Oh, you know, if you pay attention, I think Nolan Hester, anytime a pitch he watched, he would ask the ump, like, you know, like where it was in the yeah. zone or something like that. And yeah, people, I think there's some guys, obviously as a batter you're right there so it's right. easy to ask but yeah and then, i've always been curious like yeah the it just yeah batter too it just depends on how you're like asking too like some guys they'll be like sarcastic about it like oh you have that up or like you have that down or something or whatever these guys know the zone but they're also trying to understand the umpire's zone because like it's all yeah. you know like guys have a little bit different zone so this guy calls outside a little more this guy calls down a little more and it's it's good to know that if he's calling that that day i just like can't we just have the strike zone be the strike yeah. zone and it's over the plate? Like that's, I think where a lot of fans get frustrated is like yeah. this ump has this strike zone where he likes to call low and inside. Right. And this guy likes to call strikes up high. Right. And I'm like, why can't we just have a right. strike, zone? A that's zone. Just a strike yeah. zone? And I think that's what a lot of people are trying to like get involved with the like automated strike zone. Yeah. And it's just, I think there's a, I think eventually it will end up being that way, but I still think there's a, some kinks to like work out 
and I think it will be better because dude, if you have the technology, do it. Like, yeah. why not? I mean, tennis right? has it. Yeah, like, the exactly. technology is probably already there. Right. It's just trying to implement it. Right. And baseball is a lot of the old ways. Right. Right. <laughs> like right. so. I mean, it took him forever to put a pitch clock in and, yeah, and yeah. you know, uh, what are your thoughts on, do you, do you like pitch clock? You pro pitch clock, you yeah. pro kind of pushing the game forward. Yeah, absolutely. Go faster? I think I've been a part of way too many, like four and a half hour games. That, yes. I, I, that's one thing I am jealous about. Give me pitch clock all day because yes. Yeah. Sitting too through many, some of those uh, games. Oh, whew. brutal, man. Yeah. Now you're seeing yeah, a lot well, of like two and a half hour games, like on average or something. And you yeah. get some like, like. Anytime we would have a game like two hours, it would be like, oh my god, that was the greatest thing ever. You know, it's like so. Yeah. So I'm pro pitch block for sure. Okay, cool. So uh, let's look back on a couple uh, memories in your time at All Texas right. Tech. You were part of two College World Series runs. Of course, the first ever trip to the yeah. College World Series for the Red Raiders, and then back in 2016. So kind of take me like through your thought process for both of those runs and kind of how you view each team different because getting to be a part of two runs um, with like completely different squads is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Completely different squads. Like you said. And I mean, 2014 is definitely super special to me because it was the first time my freshman year, yeah. you know, we had such a great bond with that team and, you know, just, we had a bunch of dogs and, and it was just like awesome to learn from all the older guys too. It really kind of molded me the way I was a pitcher. And, you know, we we did everything together. We partied together. We hung out together all the time. And, like, it really just, like, yeah. kind of, like, that was what we looked forward to. We were like, oh, we're going to go kick some ass. And then, you know, we're going to party. And we're just going to keep doing it. And, yeah. and, and it, and it Don't did. Don't want this to be the last game. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, it, and it, you know, it did, it did. That's what I'm saying. It didn't, like, shock us that we were good at all by any means. Yeah. Like, we knew we were good. But it definitely did. I feel like all the stars like kind of aligned at the point. Like we were just, yeah. dude, that staff was unbelievable. We actually, yeah. 2014, we couldn't hit for shit, man. Like we had, you know, we had a few guys that were solid at hitting, but overall that was just the pitching staff. And that's why I think that 2014 team was really special for me. Cause you know, that staff was dude, unbelievable. And just yeah, the uh... first time of like, you get into college baseball and you're like, dude, you got it. You want to go to the college world series. Right. And like, yeah, the fact that I got Omaha, to do it for the first time, you know, at Texas tech, the school I always dreamed about going to. And it's, so it really just kind of like solidified everything. Like my decision about going to tech and everything. Yeah. It was like, it, this was, it was well worth it just for this one year even, you know, and and just the way that we got there, you know, as a what were we yeah. a three seed or two? I think we were two seed. We were two seed in Miami, and then they were the they were the number yeah. three overall seed. Yeah, three national seed, um, something like that. Yeah, and then we and had then to got to go. You had to go to the last game, and then yeah. that was Cam Smith's yeah. like dog dog gym of a gym. Yeah, so I think it yeah. went what a go. First game we played Columbia, and I think it was a close game too. If I remember, yeah, Goot hit a walk off like double or something like that. So it was a close game. And then uh, game after that, I think Dylan started and shoved. I think I think he went like seven or eight innings. And so then we were in the driver's seat. Miami gets back to there, and I think yeah, that's the game I started that game, and I started off great, and then we got into like a weather delay. 
Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm lift. telling you, yeah. this was like the most shady thing ever. We were in Miami and there were, it was no rain. We were delayed for like two hours. No rain whatsoever. Like we could have finished that game. No doubt. I'm telling you, it was like, it was some corrupt stuff. Like I'm out there shoving, yeah, having like the, yeah, dude, I went like, I can't remember, six, seven innings, something like that. And then they just stopped it. And so like, I'm done. I'm like out there yelling at like NCAA officials. I'm like, this is bullshit. Let's start play the game. Where's the rain? I'm like yelling. Everybody's yeah. like, he was trying to calm me down. And we had like a, we had like was a little brawl. Yeah. A little brawl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was a lot of emotions there too. And yeah. I've heard that stadium's a joke of a stadium. Yeah. It's um, you would think it would be a lot better too being Miami. It's like it's just yeah. kind of whatever. So I, I listened to the Dan Levitard show. That's like my yeah. favorite podcast. Yeah. They're Miami based and they're big hurricane supporters. Yeah. And he was telling us like last year at the call or at the at their regional, they had Ole Miss future, you know, national champion there. And he was like, I'd go to the bathroom and I'd be peeing right next to their players. Like, cause I guess the, the opposing team's locker room yeah. or bathroom is a part of the stadium. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It definitely wasn't like top notch by any means at all. And it was just, and they've had a lot of success. Yeah. Oh, and actually now that I think about it, the game that, so the get the cam finish, I remember we had, uh, so the bullpens are like on the field too. They're just like kind of the whatever bullpens. And our bullpen catcher at the time, uh, Brooks Gustafson, he like, we went dog power, like got excited after we won, right? Final out. Yeah. And he got his uh, his uh, catcher's met stolen by some little kid that was asking no. for it all game or whatever. And we get back over there, his catcher's met just gone. gone. Just gone. I'll never that forget that. That can't happen. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. But then I guess you fast forward to 2016 and that one definitely yeah. like hurts me a little because dude, we should have won the national championship that year, or at least been playing for the national championship. That team was yeah, there's, loaded. There's two teams when I was kind of like going back and doing the next topic that we'll talk about that, that, that 16 team dude, was loaded. loaded and that 17 team right after was loaded and they unfortunately got ousted in yeah, the regionals but yeah. those two teams I were like dude. I just like going back I was like man how like that's mm-hmm. like, 16 stacked. yeah 16 was tough it was like because what we lost on that Luke and Baker walk off or not walk off but go ahead or <laughs> whatever it was yeah. yeah so he hit that and then and then we beat Florida on a great game that was like yeah great yeah. game and then yes you get like team of destiny or coastal carolina Buzz, yeah that's just like they were because we beat ourselves that game yeah. we gave up i think it was like seven to five maybe and i think we gave up six unearned runs like we just beat yeah, ourselves. it was like our best offensive game in the college world series yeah. to that point that's, and, then, and yeah. then we just fell apart defensively and and i think that part just really kind of you know hurt us it, yeah. it it was a hard way to go out especially that year because that that was an also a fun team it was not my best year by any yeah. means you know i got kicked out of the starting rotation and it just kind of up and down all year for me but it was it was good to be able to go i think i started in the regional one game a do or die game against uh dbu that we had to win and through well yeah. i think I, me and hayden howard split half the game and so stuff like that was it was good to finish on a high note. And I think I threw against uh, Coastal also through well to keep us in the game. And I thought we were going to get back into it and just, you know, kind of a heartbreaker there. Yeah. yeah going back and looking through your stats and everything, you had 14 innings of uh, scoreless ball in the College World Series. So that's a pretty cool stat hey, to get to carry with you because, you know, your first start against Ole Miss, yeah. you went, you were shoving yeah, in that man. game. That was and, dude. Uh, like oh, and I, I think like there said, was a, a team that struggled to score. Yeah, but. yeah. There was a. 
I do remember uh, before that game because everybody, because I guess it was our second game, elimination game. Yeah. And everybody thought that uh, Dylan was probably going to start because he had an unbelievable year, unbelievable freshman year. And, you know, I had a solid year. I was doing good and everything. And then uh, Tadlock, you know, called me, told me, he was like, hey, we're going to we're gonna give it to you. Like, I just, I think you match up a little better with this team or whatever. And I'm just like, hell yeah, let's ride, you know. And then, But I'm seeing, like, stuff on, like, Twitter or something. And they're like, what the hell are we doing? Like, why are we starting this kid or whatever? And, you know, me, I, I didn't I didn't care. I'm like an 18-year-old kid. I'm yeah. just a 19-year-old kid, whatever. Like, I'm just going to go out there and, you know, throw. Like, I don't care. I threw, like, 95% fastballs. It's not like I'm up there thinking crazy yeah. or anything. You know what I mean? So, fastball, and that was just, fastball, fastball. yeah, exactly. So that was just an unbelievable experience. And Ole Miss fans yeah. are awesome, I'll say. Like, they're, they weren't, like, rude or anything, but they were they brought the noise and it was, it was a cool, cool environment for sure. Yeah. What's, what's it like pitching there? What's like that stadium? It, it's obviously yeah. like bigger than most of the stadiums you play yeah. in, in college. It's, you know, got it's Omaha, it's legendary. And yeah, it, it's, it was still relatively new Yeah. yeah. back in 14, wasn't it? Yeah, and, it may have been um, the second year, I think maybe the second year yeah. that it was there. Yeah. Dude, it was awesome. Unbelievable stadium, unbelievable atmosphere. If you, have you gone to Omaha at all? I have not been. Yeah. Because... Next time, next time we go, you gotta yeah. go, dude. It's it's a party. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's it's awesome. It's a bucket list. It's like one of the things about going. It's it's such a long event. Yeah. And yeah, so it's, it's like, like do I want to? Right. It's like, do I want to go or like? Right. So it's like you almost want to wait. Up, yeah. It's like yeah. you almost want to wait. Like, okay, if we make it to the national championship, like I'm in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it, it's hard to like gauge it, but I will say next time, dude, you just gotta you gotta make the leap and yeah. do it because it's dude, it's fun. It's it's a lot. It's gonna happen next time. I'm gonna go, and then it's gonna be like one of those things where it's like, okay, I'll go for like the first couple games, and if we end up making a natty run, it's yeah. like I'll have to come back, back. Yeah, and then exactly. go back, or, uh-huh. or do I stay, or right. like what? Whatever. I, I can work you on the road now with my job, so there I'll just go. have to take work with me and, oh, yeah, and make it absolutely. work. <laughs> but yeah, that stadium was great, dude. The atmosphere, unbelievable, and that's why I'm so glad I got to go twice because my freshman year, yeah. I was so locked in pitching wise that like. I couldn't even really take it all in. You know, I was literally just focused on Redmond, throwing to Redmond. Like, that's it, getting guys out. And, you know, and then my junior year, I kind of got to, like, take a step back and be like, because we're losing two, and I threw, like, four or five innings also. So I got to, like, take a step back, look around the stadium, be like, damn, this is the last time I'm ever going to be able to do this. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. Any other experiences along the way you want to shout out? Oh man, dude, just all the hosting those uh, super regionals both times. Like, thank God that yeah. Florida got beat, I think, by College of Charleston um, that yeah, freshman yeah, year. I was thing. so glad that we got to host that because, dude, that was unbelievable. The atmosphere there. Yeah, and uh, talk about two stressful games. Weren't they dude, both one like out, one to nothing? One <laughs> and I think I got like, I was in the pen, I think, for both those games. And I think I got hot at some point at both times. My heart's racing. I'm like, here we go. And I didn't get to pitch at all. But yes, two one to zero games. And I think both those guys that started for Colleges Charleston were, I think they're both like big leaguers. Like they were, it, like Colleges Charleston yeah. was like no slouch. Everybody's like, oh, dude, you guys like got it easy because Florida lost. I'm like, dude, Colleges Charleston was a good team. Like it's not like, it's not like we played, no, yeah, they you were, know, like they beat Florida. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that's how it works. And then, and then Connolly with like the, oh, the catch, catch, dude. That, this, oh my God. The century right there. Oh. That was unbelievable. Oh. But overall, like memory wise, like dude, just having some absolutely unbelievable teammates, like those guys. Yeah. You know, most of them are like my friends for life, dude. I got I talk to 
a decent amount of them like every day. We're still in like fantasy football leagues and like we we all like hang yeah. out anytime we can do any games. Like we're always texting each other and stuff like that. So like having having guys like that just made everything worth it too. Yeah, the first time I think I like ran in to talk to you was at a tailgate yeah. and you were there with Steven Smith yeah. and um, I, I, I can't remember who else might have been with you, but um, yeah, cool. Cool to reflect on those yeah, and no. um, which will bring us to like our final topic of conversation. Oh, here, here we is, go. Is uh, last last week, me and Dustin, we thought it'd be fun. We've seen him do, you know, what what player from the past would you drop onto this basketball team? So we're like, yeah. you know, let's do like what player from the Tadlock era pass would you drop onto this team that you think could help us get out of this regional? And so I don't know if y'all knew, but each pick wasn't, it wasn't like we were getting yeah, those yeah. four guys. I, I made sure, I made, yeah, I made sure and like, yeah. listen to yeah. make sure I was yeah. like, okay, there might be something up with this. Like I'm, I'm gonna listen. Yeah, I'm it's gonna not give, like yeah. all four right. of those guys. It was like one guy right. Right. that you're dropping on and we just did four picks of it. And so, and most um, of them, you know, most of them I'm cool with, you know, I think, yeah. I think they're all great Red Raiders. I mean, like Gingery, no brainer, you know, Josh Young, no brainer. You How know, could you leave Josh Davis, Young off, you know? No brainer, like yeah. 2016 Davis was stupid, like, but yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, you get to. Yeah. So, yeah. so we posted it, not really, not really thinking sure. too much, Why, you know, yeah. just like a fun exercise. Sure. And, and then all of a sudden. We got Ryan Mosley, we got <laughs> Cam Smith, we got Tyler Nizloni, we got a bunch of dudes taking exception to it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" shit like I didn't yeah. mean to right. piss off all these guys, yeah, and, that's and the thing. so like, I messaged yeah, you. Yeah, 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 dude. And, that's and the so thing. give your yeah. give your spill, yeah. give your spill on that. I mean, on that guys, <laughs> we were yeah, we were just giving y'all shit because you know that's just how it is. And, you know, I think I saw Cam say something too, like just fooling around because yeah, yeah. he's an absolute clown too, and. You know, and I didn't like take exception to any of those other guys. It was just more like Micah Dallas, who you know he he was good good pitcher and he's he's a good dude. I'm sure I don't I don't really know the guy. Like I'm not gonna sit here and yeah. like, shit talk him or whatever. But like, but you get a guy that transferred from you. the program. Yeah. Like, and I don't care about A and M. We don't ever really play them anymore or anything. So I don't really that doesn't yeah. bother me. But I'm like, you have so many good guys from the yeah, Tadlock area, dudes. and then you're gonna pick that guy and especially when you got my boy ct who went like 2015 yeah. i think it and honestly to be fair like i think it gets lost because we didn't make it to the tournament 15 you know stuff like that but he dude he had i want to say like maybe 60 innings over... and like gave up two yeah. earned runs that's it like dude uh, like yeah, i don't like think, a 0.3 yeah, ERA 0.3, or something yeah like 0.31 0.3 something like that and yeah. then, so it's just like, there's some guys out there that people forget about it just, and I think it's just like more of like the social media era to era yeah. too. like, it wasn't around like in 2014, like it is today, you know? So you yeah. got guys like you guys, you got some other pictures. Yeah. You got like Cam Smith, dude, who was an absolute beast for two yeah. years, 14 and 15. He was great. dude. You have uh, Johnny Droz, who was an unbelievable reliever for us in uh, 2014, you know, Don yeah. Moreno, who was unbelievable. And then. It's just like some stuff like that. That's really all, you know, some of these guys like take exception because, you know, they feel like maybe they're forgotten. We started about. It. Yeah, yeah, we started it and, you know, and we don't need to be like absolutely like recognized all the time. Like we're just happy that the program is in the like shape it's in because and we're yeah. happy to be like, we did start this. Because yeah, we kickstarted this. Yes, yeah, exactly, dude. And to see the success that we've had now, 
it's well worth it. So, but yeah, we had to give you a little shit because we were like, what yeah. is happening? Oh, another shout out to even whenever the team was bad, 2013, you got Trey Mossick out there who is, who was an yeah. unbelievable pitcher, you know, just a, a shining star on a, you know, bad team. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But so it's you, so people stats, get lost into that, into, into that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's good to be no, reminded yeah. of, you know, those guys. Yeah, I I totally understood like why some of y'all got upset, and then I you know I reached out to you because yeah. I just like it kind of caught me by surprise. I didn't you know I didn't want to yeah, you know, yeah. never do anything to try to offend, and, no, and no. especially yeah. to have the players getting upset. I was like, oh no, but you know for me in my like fandom of this is like you know I was started to get back in because of that fourteen right. run, but like sixteen is my like right. probably my favorite year. It was when I was at the games all the time, right. like that's what probably. 16 and 17 yeah. were the two years where that I just like totally yeah. lived or died by the team. And Absolutely. So well, dude, I like look back and reflect on right. Yeah. yeah. That 16 team was so fun. Dude, we, you know, kicked the shit out yeah. of a lot of people. Like, you know, won oh, the yeah. big 12, like pretty, like pretty handily. Like we swept a lot of teams, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that, that's a yeah, yeah, big was... thing. 2016, we were like big into sweeps too. We didn't want to just win the series. Like we wanted. To... No, yeah, I wanted to kick ass. Yes, yeah. <laughs> we wanted all three games. We wanted that dude it was yeah it's a blast and like where where i come from on this podcast is like i don't ever want to seem like we're not experts you know we're having oh, a good time yeah, talking yeah, yeah, yeah. tech tech sports right. and so like and when i'm doing this i'm honestly like my yeah, favorite players i'm sorry i love yeah. josh young yeah. you know i i love davis martin absolutely um and so like some of those guys just stick with you a little bit but yeah I, I i felt it and i was like man i you know because i was definitely thinking i was like I, there's some guys on that 14 team that were just like so good, and then Corey Taylor was just a just a complete yeah, miss. Um, yeah, yeah. But and I just, just and like you is, said, yeah, it, you know, nobody really talks about him, and yeah. that's kind of like uh, we had another guy who uh, not even on the team who reached out and was like, "How do you not have this guy?" No you know, way, like, that's oh, so man. funny, man. See, that's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, and it's but like, dude, to your credit, it's the same way, and I. And to be fair, I don't even blame anyone that wasn't watching, yeah. you know, that much in 14 because 13 and years prior were bad. So, uh, like I said, we were just happy that we got people excited about tech baseball. Again. Oh, yeah, you for know? sure. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not a tech, like, baseball diehard yeah. fan without that 14. Y'all right. walked so, like, everybody could run, you Absolutely. know, that kind of that kind of phrasing there. Absolutely. But I will give Dustin shit for taking Micah Dallas. <laughs> yes, like, once, no, once you transfer Dustin from shit. tech <laughs> – yeah, you're done. I, I did. I was like, I was like, you're the reason because you picked Micah freaking Dallas <laughs> yeah, to do the transfer day and him. Uh-huh. I, I may not have even, um, you know, replied even then because you know I love Shedder's my boy. I, he's a great pitcher. He's yeah. awesome. Kill, kill is awesome. You know, all those guys. You know, Noisy was a great hitter. You know, so I even let him take Dew Shedder that that the, yeah, the, yeah, the Grinds better cool. combo. Yeah. I was like, you can have both just because you took Micah Dallas and yep. they gave me. <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, I wanted to wanted to air that out. No but doubt, um, no you know, it was it's definitely fun to look back on all those teams and just no like doubt. all the dudes. It's it's and that's the hard part of it is we only get eight picks and there's like tons three hundred dudes. dudes that you could pick. You which know, is also there's so many thing. guys. Yeah. Which is also yeah. A great. Thing. Yeah, there's it's, been tons of talent that's run through Lubbock recently, and it's it's awesome to see. And I'm excited for the future of it. Yep. We are too, um, but man, really appreciate you taking uh, an hour out of your Thursday yeah, night to talk some tech baseball, reminisce on your career, talk fun. some shit about one of our tweets, <laughs> all good, all in good fun. Yeah, I'll have um, to give but had a yeah, good... Dustin some shit next time I see you guys in Lubbock <laughs> for sure. 
Yeah, for sure. We'll be out at tailgates, oh, you yeah. know, and so uh, hopefully we stumble across you guys uh, at a football game Absolutely. or so this year. But uh, appreciate it once again, man, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Absolutely, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Ryan Mosley. Really appreciated him taking some time to come talk a little bit of Texas Tech baseball his uh, career journey and, you know, all things Texas Tech baseball. We just had a really good time, really fun conversation. Uh, so enjoyed having him on the tailgate. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, and to catch everything that we're doing here at tailgate talks, you got to follow us once again, follow us on Apple, follow us on Spotify, give us those five star ratings, five stars for the tailgate. And if you listen to us on Apple, kindly leave us a review. Be sure to follow those social media accounts. Remember, we are on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. That's where we do most of our posting. Uh, but we also have Instagram and Facebook. And then be sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel. We'll be posting this full interview with Ryan Mosley for you guys to view there. Uh, in case you want to watch the interview, uh, subscribe to that channel. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me and Ryan tonight. And as always, we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.